You are listening to The Liz Cast, and I'm Liz Norell. This is a podcast where I talk about lots of different stuff with lots of really cool people. On this podcast, we think about the things that really matter in this world, be that relationships, sometimes politics, sometimes teaching, sometimes books, sometimes just things that are happening in the world. I'm super glad to have you with us. And if you find that this podcast really resonates with you, I hope you'll consider sharing it with a friend. As COVID-19's quarantine rolled into a third month, I decided to reach out to some friends to see if they wanted to have a conversation with me for this podcast about what their experience of this quarantine life has been like. This is the next installment in that series of COVID convos. Today, I'm excited to bring you a conversation with one of my oldest friends and colleagues, former colleagues, Gaitha. So Gaitha and I worked together, holy cow, it was like 15 years ago when I lived in Dallas and started working for Kaplan Test Prep. We've stayed in touch thanks to the miracle that is Facebook ever since. And Gaitha has a three-year-old daughter named Blanche with whom she's staying home during these COVID-19 slash quarantine times. I was really excited to talk to Gaitha because she was one of the few people who shared with me that she was actually really loving this time to be at home with Blanche and to work from home. So I was curious to dig into that and see what she was getting out of this time, hoping that perhaps her appreciation for this time might give us all something to be grateful for. Let's have a listen. So I'm really glad that you have consented to have this conversation. <laughs> I know it's a little weird, but I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah. I'm just going to ask you to tell me a little bit about what this quarantine time has been like for you. Yeah. So let me think. I guess back on March 13th, I think that was a Friday. So uh, a couple of days before that, we had gotten word from Blanche's daycare that they were going to close. And we, we had kind of known that was that was probably coming down the pipeline, but they didn't really give us much notice. It was just a couple of days. And so at that point, my entire office kind of made the call that it, it was probably time for all of us to to work from home. So we packed up all of our stuff. And so I've been home since basically March 13th when I left the office with my three-year-old. So that's been a challenge having her here. My husband still works. Um, he goes to work every day. And so that's that's kind of a unique challenge too. So he comes home and you know, the dogs and the kid and everybody runs because we're like, oh, daddy's home. Uh, and he sort of has fresh to- meat, right? New yeah, people. exactly. Like we haven't had another adult face to face, you know, <laughs> but he, you know, stops everybody in the door and he goes immediately to like put clothes in the washing machine and, and goes to take a shower and, and he just, just tries to be very cautious of things like that. But it's, it's, it's kind of sweet and endearing too, that he's been so just aware and protective in that way. It's it's like he's showing love to us by not being able to hug and kiss us right away. It's it's just kind of a, a fun way to show him or to, for him to, to show his love to us. It's just not something you would expect. <laughs> As I recall, when I asked this question, you said that you have been enjoying quarantine, though. Yeah. So I... I like being home. I, it is a challenge. Like, I don't want to minimize that it is, 
it's hard to work full time when you have a three year old who's like, let me show you this cool drawing I did on the wall or whatever the case is. <laughs> they do that, you know, <laughs> but but I actually do love it. Like I feel so much more balanced being at home. Like I know that Blanche is safe. She's here, you know, she's a little unruly and needs to get out some energy, but I know where she's at and I know that she is safe and cared for. So that's not something that, you know, I have to have in the back of my mind when she's at preschool. I trust them, but you know, it's different. She's with me. Uh, But yeah, I feel really balanced if I, you know, like today I, I just went and got on my bike for 30 minutes and, and got a quick spin class in and, and I can come back and feel refreshed and get stuff done. I, I don't have a commute. I don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, did I turn the crock pot on for dinner? Like it's, you know, 10 feet away from me. I'll just walk in there and do it. So how, how are you able to work a full-time job from home with a three-year-old and nobody else at home? So that, that's probably like my biggest obstacle. And I will say, even though I feel more balanced, I do see signs where that might not necessarily be as true as it feels. So as an example, the other night, you know, Luke comes home, he does this thing and then he takes Blanche so I can really focus on some things that, you know, just need more attention. And um, I, it was like 1030 before I stopped working. And, and normally like that would be a terrible thing. Like nobody should work from, you know, 8am to 1030pm. That's probably not a healthy work life balance. But that's kind of what's happening right now is I just sort of do the work when I have the ability to do that. So maybe that's during nap time, maybe that's after bedtime. But luckily, I really have the flexibility to do that. So There are a couple of things that have to be done throughout my day, calls that I have to take, video conferences. And so I kind of plan ahead, you know, maybe maybe I schedule those at snack time or I schedule those at nap time. But, you know, I do I do work late into the night to get things done. But I'm not even mad about it because I I get to do it at home. And, you know, nobody knows if I crack a beer to do it. Like, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know that not having a commute is a huge relief in Dallas. Yes. Um, And I also imagine that we're all struggling with this concept of work-life balance, but it does somehow feel less exhausting when you get to set the parameters of that, right? So like moment to moment, you can get up and go check the crock pot or go see the drawing on the wall. And so, (laughs) yeah. And, And I feel like the ways that I can decompress from a stressful day are, are much different. You know, if I'm at my office, there's only so much that I can do to move out of a stressful situation. You know, maybe I can take a walk, maybe I schedule a lunch, whatever the case may be. But when I'm home, it's just, it's just different. My opportunities for removing that or, or decompressing are just far greater. You know, like I said, I can go jump on the bike for a few minutes and, and, you know, get some stress out that way. Or, you know, maybe I go outside and I pull some weeds. Like I can be productive and, and do the things that I enjoy because they're at my fingertips and no one's expecting anything. You know, no one's at my door looking into my office or that kind of thing. What have you learned about yourself during this time? You know, this is, this is silly, but like, I am not that bad of a parent. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course you're not. You know, like, I, you know I, 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 when you're with 
her, my child, she's, um, she's, so I know everybody thinks that their kid is really smart. And, and I obviously think that about my kid, but she actually is uh, fairly gifted. And while that is really nice to say about your child, it does bring about some unique parenting challenges, you know, of keeping her stimulated and recognizing her need to, to learn and thrive in certain circumstances. And so that's really challenging. And for better or for worse, like I have not been that person for her. That's really, you know, been her preschool teachers Monday through Friday. And now for the last two, almost two and a half months, that's been me. And I feel like I've really risen to the challenge. And I, no one that knows me well would ever say that I'm a patient person. Like that's just not a quality that comes naturally to me. But I think I've really found that through the last few months, like there's so much out of our control. And I think that I've just sort of, instead of trying to find control, I think I've just sort of let just, I'm just living in it. I'm not trying to maneuver everything or or orchestrate everything. I'm just sort of living in it and accepting it. And I think that's made me a better parent and probably a better wife, just being patient. Yeah. How, how do you do that? (laughs) Did you just decide what happened? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't think there was like a switch that flipped or anything. I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't really stopped to think about what propelled me into that mindset. And I definitely didn't just like one day wake up perfect, but I, I think that I just, you know, I, I could go every day being angry but that's a really crappy thing to do to my child. You know, like she, she knows she's, she's smart. She sees when mom's not happy. And I think I just realized like, okay, we've got to get through this together. So how can we maneuver through our day to day in this, you know, house <laughs> where we're really only using like two rooms. Cause I have to have eyes on her. Like how do we go through our lives in these two rooms and do it in a way that we can go to bed happy each night. And I don't know, it just sort of, I'm just choosing not to be irritated, I guess. (laughs) I suppose if you know that this is going to go on indefinitely, there's a certain amount of just giving into it, right? I mean, you could, as you said, you could fight it, but you're going to be fighting it every moment of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, it stopped being, a circumstance or an incident and it just started being life. And I think that that was where it was like, okay, this is just what we do now. You know, I I know there's like a routine to it. You know, it's, it's almost like we did get up and go to school and go to work. It's just, it looks different now. Is there anything from this time that you've been at home that you hope you'll be able to keep when life goes back to something resembling normal? Oh yeah. Tons. I, so first of all, I really enjoy working from home. And so I'm starting to put some things in place to make that more feasible. I don't know if that will be like my permanent place, but maybe more, more time at home. So maybe three or four days a week. So that's been really exciting. I think we've, we've shown that that's feasible, that that's doable. We're all still productive. And so I I think that that's going to happen for me. So that's, that's part of it. But I think how I engage with my husband and my child, 
like when Luke comes home right now, Luke's my husband, when he comes home now, like I'm so overjoyed to see him. And part of that is because I've been alone (laughs) other than Blanche all day. But I hope that that still continues. Like I really look forward to hearing about his day and, you know, telling him about the things that Blanche accomplished each day. And so I, I hope that we can sort of hold on to that. We were always, I mean, you're always excited to see your spouse, I hope, you know, but I don't know. There's just, it's a little bit like romantic. It's almost like you've come in home from a, a long trip or something. And I hope that that really continues. We get to still have that exciting moment every day. <laughs> I imagine for him, it's nice to, to be in a place that feels a bit less filled with uncertainty and threat as well. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I always hate to like speak on his behalf, but I don't think he'd mind that I share this. So he has really had a hard time. And what's funny about it is like life for him, you know, arguably hasn't changed that much because he hasn't missed any work. Like he, he still goes to work every day. Um, you know, he's still doing a lot of the same things he did pre quarantine, but he's really, I think had a hard time with like how close Blanche and I have gotten because we're home all the time that he has, he struggles sometimes to communicate to her. And he, I think he really feels sort of left out. So maybe part of that is, is us overcompensating to really make him feel like warm and welcome and loved when he comes home. I, I, I didn't really think about it until I just said it, but I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. He, you know, he's got, we all have struggles through this, but I think that's his, you know, for me, I'm, I'm having a great time with it. And for him, I think he's thinking, gosh, I want to have a great time too. (laughs) I feel like this coronavirus situation has made us all, well, it's given us all the invitation and the opportunity to sit back and really think about what's most important in our lives. Those things that we miss that we can't do anymore. Mm -hmm those things that we thought we might miss that we don't actually miss. And I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we love going to the zoo as a family. In fact, um, so we're members of the Dallas Zoo and we go almost every weekend, sometimes twice. And I know that sounds really trivial to miss the zoo, but it's so much more than that. Like, it's just, that's really family time. And yeah, that that's just kind of almost sacred. Like some people go to church, we're not churchgoers. And so a lot of times that's where you will find us on a Sunday morning is at the Dallas Zoo. And that's really our time. It's just sacred, unique family time that's outside of the house. You know, we have deep conversations like the two of us walking because Blanche is, you know, enthralled with whatever animal. And and then we have deep conversations with her. She's learned about life and death and, um, you know, a lot of things that you wouldn't think that you would need to teach your child, but she kind of learns from interacting with the animals and with us. And uh, she sees different types of family groups. And so we can have those conversations that aren't necessarily sparked anywhere else. And so we, we talk about families that don't look like us and what that means. And I really, I miss those times like a lot. Oh, oh, you're going to cry. Sometimes you don't think about those opportunities that exist until they're not there. But that's, that's probably the big one that I think we're really looking forward to, to getting that time back. I love that. 
Yeah. But it's it's also like we recognize that that may not exist anymore. I mean, even now, just back to the zoo, like you have to schedule your time to reopening, but it's not going to be as crowded and it's not going to, you know, you have to schedule your time. And and I don't know, you kind of worry that maybe those times have gone or that, that they just won't be the same. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you never know. It may be maybe better. There may be benefits yeah. to your people. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I would have to explain, like, so Blanche this entire time, we've kind of had to tell her, you know, we can't go places. You know, if we have to go places, like I, I had to take her to the pediatrician, we have to wear a mask. And so she really understands that there are a lot of sick people and that, you know, we have to stay safe and we also have to keep other people safe by wearing a mask. But she doesn't understand the type of sickness. Like to her, sickness means if you ask her, she'll say, well, we have to stay away from people because they might throw up on us. And like, yeah, like you're three, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what you think. So there's no reason not to to correct you on this one. But so she she kind of understands. But at, at the same time, like kind of having to gently remind her all the time, like why she can't go do the things that she likes to do. That is exhausting. Like it's kind of depressing too. Like she's, she doesn't fully understand. She only understands a little bit, but you know, three-year-olds are not the most like empathetic creatures. Like they are to a point, but at some point you, you you know, if they had the capacity to say, well, screw other people, they probably would. (laughs) Like they're sure self-centric. So that's, that's yeah, hard. I mean, that's developmentally appropriate. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Adults feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I don't envy the position you're in with a three-year-old, <laughs> you know, trying to manage the questions and the confusion and. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it sometimes brings out the best in me and then others, it, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what is her favorite thing to do in quarantine? Oh, that's a good question. So I hate to say she has had so much screen time lately. Like, you know, I know it's not good, but no, it's necessary. Yeah, we just we just let it go. So um, it's kind of fun, too, because she's started to figure out how to navigate certain things. And so she has started to say, you know, she really likes that song, Five Little Monkeys Jumping on the Bed. And Apparently there's a million variations of different animals and critters and creatures of all kinds jumping on beds. And so she started to figure out like the other day, she was like, can you spell lion for me? And I said, sure. Why do you need to spell lion? She's like, I want to see if they jump on beds. Awesome. (laughs) So that's really cool. Like she's just coming up with what could possibly be a variation on this song and, and can I spell it? So she really likes that. But then anything outside, if we spent Memorial Day weekend at my parents on the farm, they've been really diligent quarantiners. So we felt like that was a pretty safe thing to do. And so we spent the whole weekend on the farm. We went fishing and she she even ate all of her meals outside on the porch. She just was not interested in coming in the house at all and feeding the chickens and the cows. She was more than happy to be outside. (laughs) Oh, fun. It's like her own personal zoo there. Got to get in with the animals. Yeah. Yeah. She, she loves being outside. Are there any things that the two of you are doing together at home that you feel like you might not have had the opportunity to do? Yeah. I mean, I think 
it's just kind of nice being her person right now. I mean, you know, I work outside the home, so does my husband. So in the past, she has been at preschool from like 7.30 in the morning until 5.30 in the afternoon. And so, you know, she, she, her teachers are kind of her main people. <laughs> you know, we really only have her in the evenings and the weekends. It's, they, she spends far more time with them. So it's been kind of fun being the person that she relies on. It's not always fun, but it is nice to have that bond with her back. You know, we haven't really had that since she was an infant. So that's been special. She likes to learn new things, which is, uh, that's, I love that. Like, I love that about her. She's just so curious. And that's kind of how I am too. You know, we, we love uh, the library. That's something that finally opened back up. And so we, you know, we'll sit in front of the computer and pick out books to go pick up and, and do curbside pickup for library books. And that's been a lot of fun. So it's, it's almost like we got to regain a little bit of normalcy doing that, but yeah, I just, the time we're spending together, it, it's not necessarily one activity or another, but just kind of getting to be together again. What else do you want to share with people? I think I shared with you that I really have struggled with like how content I have been and like how, how much that I have just enjoyed this time. And, you know, while there are certain things that I am looking forward to, like the zoo and, and just a little bit more freedom there at the same time, like I really, I really like my life right now. I really like you know, my family being home and I like working from home and, and all of those different things have just been really fulfilling for me. But I've struggled with knowing that like for so many people that that is not the case, that, you know, whether the virus is impacting them, you know, their health or, or their family or friends health or just financially, like a lot of people are not in a position where they, you know, can work from home or, or have you know, jobs at all, maybe they, they've lost those. And, and so I'm very, I guess that's just been something that's really been on my mind is like, how, how do you be grateful for what you have, but still be aware that that's a privilege that not everybody has, you know, I, I think that's been really something I've struggled with is, is, you know, balancing my joy with, empathy for others pain, I guess. I think it's something that everybody struggles with in different parts of their life where you, you know, like if you, for example, my friend said, I really miss coffee shops and browsing at Target and then said, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have such first world privilege. And I feel yeah. like, you know, you have to be allowed to mourn the things you're missing, even if you're not missing the worst things ever, you know, yeah. and for, in the same way, I think it's a real gift that you're able to appreciate this moment for what it has allowed for you. And that there shouldn't be any guilt involved in having that appreciation, because heaven knows it's better than the alternative. Yeah, I mean, I think guilt is like, yeah, that's, that's, that's really well put. Not to say that my guilt faded when you said that. <laughs> I wish it did. But I think that I I guess part of it is when I parent, right? I want Blanche to know that she is privileged. I think that's important, right? And I guess mm. she, she doesn't really understand that right now. But I do think about these things as learning opportunities. Like, it's one thing to tell her, we can't go places because other people are sick. But I, I 
sometimes I wish there was a way to convey that, like, you've got it really good here, kid. You know, <laughs> I mean, there are people that that don't have what you have, you know, or that their home life isn't what yours is. Because I think she does encounter other kids that are not in that situation that have what she has. And so that's really hard to like, you know, both for me and to teach her those things. That's a really difficult spot to be grateful, but also cognizant. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your willingness to have this conversation. Well, thanks for having me. I think what I learned from this conversation more than just about anything is that I need to talk to Gaitha way more often than I do. Her optimism and her perspective, I just feel like we're a much needed infusion of positivity into what can easily feel like a very challenging and dark time. So Gaitha, thanks so much for having this conversation and I'm sorry it took me so long to get it out on the podcast feed. What has your time during COVID-19 been like? This is the last of these conversations that I've recorded and I'd love to talk to you about how your life feels different in these times. So if you're interested, reach out. You can get in touch by going to my website, www.liznorell.com. Till next time, stay well. We'll talk soon.